It's time for the PowerMizzou.com podcast with interviews and analysis of your Missouri Tigers. Now, here's your host, Gabe DeArmond. Welcome back to another edition of the PowerMizzou.com podcast. I'm going to tell you right up front, sorry, it's just uh, Mitchell Forty and me, Gabe DeArmond, today. No guests, nothing like that, but like we have a lot of good things to say, so you should probably go ahead and listen. Do you have a lot of good things to say? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I haven't okay. really thought about it. All right. Well, we'll figure it out as we go along. Uh, first of all, I do want to tell you a little bit of a new deal for you this week. Uh, again, this this podcast is sponsored by Shakespeare's Events and Catering. They've got three locations in Columbia. They can bring pizza to you, all that. However, starting well, starting like two days ago, if you call Shakespeare's, if you go into Shakespeare's and you order eight pizzas or more on the same tab and you mention to them this podcast or powermazoo.com, they're going to give you a 5% discount above and beyond their already discounted group rates. So, again, mention Power Mizzou. That's going to be good for our podcast. It's going to keep them interested in working with us. It's going to get you at least eight pizzas at a cheaper price. And uh, before we get into this, like I might have to order some, I, I might have to get eight pizzas from Shakespeare's today because, so this morning I got in my car to go to the gym at six o'clock as I do every morning and like something in my garage did not smell right. So I texted <laughs> my wife and I said, when you leave, tell me if the garage smells weird. And she responded and said, it doesn't, is it maybe your car? So when you go to the grocery store, you know how they bag like every item in its own bag? Yeah. Yeah. So there was a you should get package. paper bags. It's more environmentally friendly. Well, and I have my carry. own I have my own bag. Okay, that's even but, better. Good for you. But it was so they had put a package of chicken oh, in no. a bag all by itself. <laughs> and when I unloaded the groceries, um, I did not unload the bag with the package <laughs> oh, no. of chicken. That's that's disastrous. It was luckily only like 110 degrees in my garage for 18 <laughs> hours while that chicken was sitting there. So, um, that is gross. Yeah, my car I, is spending this Thursday detoxing from the <laughs> uh, from the family sized yeah. box of chicken. Well, then, yeah, Shakespeare's will bring the pizzas to you, but you yes. do have to order eight. Yes, I, I, I'm going to need food for a few days yes. because uh, our current food is in a dumpster somewhere on Forum <laughs> Boulevard because I didn't want to throw it away in my own trash can. <laughs> so since nobody was out at 6 a.m., I just drove by and threw the entire bag away. Uh, I am down <laughs> one shopping bag as well. But uh, that's not really why we're here, but hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Um, before we get to, this is kind of our year-in-review podcast. Uh, we're going to hit all the highs and lows from, from this year in Mizzou sports. Before we get to that, we had a chance to, to meet Consul Martin uh, this morning with, I don't know, 10, 12 other people. Uh, had a cup of coffee and just kind of got a rundown uh, on things from him. To me, uh, Mark Smith still not running. I, I don't know if we're yet at that point where that's concerning. I'm guessing probably not. I mean, the season doesn't start for what six more months, not until four, five four more and a half, months. Five yeah. Months, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I mean, uh, not more concerning than just the fact that his ankle injury was apparently not just caused by the play at Arkansas last year. Right. We found out it was more of a you know long term foot injury. I, I mean, that's always a little concerning, but I, I don't think I'd, I'd be surprised if it becomes a you know a huge deal. You know, he's got plenty of time to get in shape. Uh, yeah, that was the main personnel news. Everyone showed up. That's always notable. Uh, yeah, every, everyone qualified. 
Yeah, yeah. All the players uh, who, who were supposed to show up did. Uh, he said the he doesn't anticipate going much past nine deep. Um, which he has always. Which he has said. He said last year, too. Uh, obviously, that'll change in the event of foul trouble and injury, which will inevitably both probably happen in Foul trouble. Capacity. Does this team ever deal with that? <laughs> no, uh, never. Yeah. Um, I, the other things, I mean, I, I want it on the record again. I did ask in yep. – so, there's only so many ways you can shape a question, and we ask Conzo every time we see him. But I said, is your staff going to remain the same next season? And he said yes. So – we're assuming the three assistant coaches today are the three assistant coaches when they open the season. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, look, we hear all the rumors. You guys have heard all the talk, too, but that's what the head coach is saying. Um, the other thing is, as far as the team, um, not a lot. I mean, they're still working on getting a date for the Utah game, but all the <laughs> other games are scheduled. Yeah. Uh, it, not a lot of, like, newsworthy. Right. Not really. a lot of hard news, per se. Uh, yeah. You know, he, he had some things to say about a few players, uh, said some nice things yeah. about Mitchell Smith. Uh, we'll see how that turns out once the games start. Right. We heard it all last year. So Yeah, um, and so the, the interesting part to both of us was, you know, when we asked him about the NCAA investigations, and, and I can't remember exactly how I phrased it, but I think I basically said, are coaches wanting the NCAA to take some action here? And mm-hmm. But when you boil down everything he said, ultimately, yes. yes. Coaches are out there going, what's going to happen? And I've said this, and I strongly feel this way. If Will Wade, and, and I want to be clear, Conzo Martin did not address a particular program right. or a particular coach. Yeah. But if Will Wade or Sean Miller ever coaches another game at his current school, to me, if you're a Division One head coach and you are not paying players, you're not doing your job. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, and Conzo wouldn't was of course not going to go that far. <laughs> right. uh, one, just because he's Conzo, and two, because you know, no coach speaking on the record right. is going to say yes. I'm going to start cheating now. Uh, you know, he he kind of said, you know, who you are goes right and wrong doesn't change overnight. But yeah, no, I mean, like if if nothing is done after the, this kind of clear evidence, I mean, federal caught on a federal wiretap discussing a payment, a strong ass offer for a player yeah. like that. That is as clear as it gets. And yeah. and you know, at that point. And- there, why even have rules? I mean, Will Wade's answer, he was actually at a press conference and asked about that, I believe, by your dad. Yeah. And your dad wrote about it. And, I mean, it was – I was in pain watching that, thinking, yeah. why is Will Wade being allowed to speak to reporters? Well, and, 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 like, almost it was one of those things, like, we always – you know, we, we don't ever – we don't ever want coaches to lie to us, but I almost wanted to be like, like dude, just lie. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, because by not lying – like, you at this point – so dumb. So what if you lie? You're yeah. not going to get fired for lying to Pat Forty. Right. Like, if you get fired, it's for what you've already done. Yeah. It just looked it, – it, it was like – when you were seven years old and you were the only person in the house who had dumped crap all over the house and your parents knew you did it, they just wanted you to say you did it. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know what happened. I don't have all the facts. Somebody, somebody broke in. and I haven't I, listened to the wiretap yet, even though I, mean, I was the one that said the words. Right. So just completely <laughs> awful. Uh, the most mind-boggling part of it to me is that Javante Smart is back in school at LSU. Uh, Dan Wetzel, I think, or it might have been Gary Paris brought up the point a few weeks ago, like LSU should now pay him to go to the NBA <laughs> yeah. so that the NCAA can never talk to him. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's mind-boggling. But the other thing that Conzo brought up was the four coaches who are in trouble for this and facing prison time are African-Americans. Yep. And their white head coaches are still in place. Now, I want to be clear. I don't think this is a race issue. I think this is an issue of 
this is how it goes when you are the assistant coach. Like crap rolls downhill. Right. And you know when you're a Division One assistant coach, if we get in trouble, you're going to lose your job and I'm going to say I didn't know about it. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think, yeah, you know, like you said, you know, African-American individuals were targeted or anything like that. It's just part of the reality is, like you said, uh, head coaches are going to make sure they have a fall guy. That's kind of, you know, right. part of the deal for assistant coaches. And, you know, as, as kind of has been covered, you know, it, it's still challenging for a lot of uh, African-American guys yeah. to, to work their way up. And so you get a lot who are kind of stuck in that that role of trying to work their way up and, and stuck in the, the career assistant role and, and maybe willing to take some chances uh, to, to make that next move. You know, there, there's always, you know, there's been some new hires like, like uh, Jerry Stackhouse, who Kanto mentioned today, and Jawan Morgan. Uh, but Jawan both Howard. of those, or Jawan, Jawan Howard, yeah. For Sorry, he yeah. just graduated college. That'd be incredible yeah. if he were head coach. Uh, <laughs> they they were both, like, really elite players with really good connections. You know, yeah. Jerry Stackhouse, very close to the AD at Vanderbilt, and Jawan Morgan, obviously, from the Fab Five at Michigan. So, it, it's definitely a different different uh, route than, than maybe some, you know, white coaches have had to take, and that kind of puts them in the position of, of being sort of that fall guy. Yeah, and having said that I don't think this is a race issue, like, I appreciate and understand why Conzo Martin said what he did. He right. is one it, of the more prominent African-American deserves to be noted. in the country. Yeah, it definitely yeah. deserves to be noted, absolutely. Yeah, and so, obviously, he wants to fight for guys. I mean, the, the SEC got rid of two African-American head coaches this offseason and replaced one of them with another African-American who replaced the other one with Eric Musselman. So, yep. the number went down in major college basketball this year. So, uh, again, this is this is kind of our year-end deal. We wanted to get some of that other kind of timely stuff out of the way. Uh, so now less timely stuff. We're just kind of running through. We want to go back to starting in August and, and run through kind of season by season, the highs and lows. I mean, fall sports, obviously, the, you know, the football team is, is the main story there. There are other sports in the fall. Frankly, I'm struggling to remember what any of them are right now because cross country. I think, yeah. Because I, I mean, football takes up all of our time in the yeah. fall, but you know, to me, I mean, when, when you go back to the fall, the, the high point is the win at Florida, yep. which came six, seven days after the, the low point, not only of the football season, but to me of the entire athletic year. Yeah. Yeah. I would probably agree with both of those things. Uh, yeah. Winning against Florida was great. Uh, it was definitely the high point of the football season. It, you know, played a very large part in Barry Odom getting this contract extension. Got, kind of got the monkey off of his back and Drew Locke's back of beating a ranked team. Uh, it was a convincing win on the road. Uh, I don't know if it even happens if we don't have the low point, which is kind of interesting. But right. the low point is still yeah. probably what people will m remember so, more. <laughs> I, so, obviously, I mean, that Kentucky game, people are going to be – I promise you, people are going to be talking about that on our right. message board in 10 years. Oh, I guarantee like, it. that's not and, an And I don't think they'll so, still be talking about the Florida game. Right. So, let me ask you this. If those had switched, if Missouri just hangs on and beats Kentucky – 14-7 or whatever the score would have been, 13-7, and then goes down and loses at Gainesville 28-21. They finish the season with the exact same record. All of that, is it viewed as a better season or a worse season? Uh, that's a tough one. Uh, I mean, it... I think it's viewed as better, but <laughs> yeah. I don't think it is. Right, better. yeah. And I, like, it probably is viewed as, yeah, better, or at least 
you have and, less of that that you know the the kind of bitter taste for for that game and nobody and would fans be going. We should keep, have been ten right, and two. And fans are going to keep bringing that up. Yeah, saying it could have been better. I I don't yeah I don't think it was better. And I also think it, no. it maybe worked out almost. I mean better for Barry Odom in that yeah. you know because he needed that that kind of signature win. And even though Kentucky was highly ranked at the time, if they had beaten Kentucky, what like you know right. ten to six or whatever, no one would have been that impressed. Right, because the flip side <laughs> is if they beat Kentucky and lose to Florida. The people who are not sold on Barry Odom are going to be saying, yeah, I know Kentucky was ranked, but, like, it's Kentucky, right, and it's exactly. at home. It doesn't really count. Yeah. We're going to move those goalposts a little further down. Yeah. So, But, yeah, I mean, it, like you said, maybe the maybe the high point doesn't happen without the low point, but I, th- I think pretty obviously in the fall that was, yeah. that was it. Uh, so moving on to winter, high point what? I got a few. I got a couple suggestions. Uh, one being, I gotta give a shout out to the swim team, my former program. Second, yeah. pla- the men's swim team got second they place at SEC. They also could SEC's. be the low point of the winter season. Yeah, the second place at SEC's. Uh, Mikkel Schroeders was the first ever uh, individual SEC champion for the men, so that was cool. Uh, throw that in there. Also, maybe honorable mention, I guess, to uh, women's basketball beating Mississippi State on the road. That was yeah. uh, obviously a very signature win speaking of those my my two were i mean wrestling finishes sixth in the country yep, that's like that's cool. a high point except like that's just what they do honestly yeah, you for know, them it's it, not even that good right it doesn't stand out i mean i talked to brian smith a few weeks ago and he said i feel like we've got this ceiling we keep getting fourth fifth sixth like we need to make that leap so mm-hmm. it's a high point but it's kind of an expected high point right uh, the other one to me was the mississippi state game is clearly bigger but senior day for women's basketball and for right. Sophie Cunningham to me was, I, I mean, I, I still maintain she is alongside Brad Smith, the second most programmingly, programmingly transformational player. Transformative. I've yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, yeah, I was there, wrote about that senior day game. It was really cool to see. Uh, and yeah, I mean, there's like, there's a lot of little moments from this season, you know, that, I mean, they won three games at the SEC tournament. They hadn't right. done that ever before. Um, so yeah, but I mean, you know, I don't, the season as a whole maybe didn't go as far as people wanted, but like just little things to kind of point to progress and just kind of show how much Sophie and that senior class changed the program definitely deserve mention. Yeah. And I talked to, to Robin Pinchton, um, yesterday actually, and my Q and a with her will be up tomorrow. And, and she was talking about when she took this job at Missouri, she said, the one thing I wanted to know was like, what's the commitment? What are the challenges here? And I said, okay, so what were the challenges? And she said, we had to take a program that really, like, there were hard times and not a lot of excitement. And so what we had to do is get it to the point where it is now, where even if those kids weren't the ones who experienced the ultimate, you know, winning the SEC, making a Final Four, whatever, they were the ones who made it possible. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's at least the hope. We yeah. don't know that it's going to happen. Absolutely, yeah. Um. So low points of the winner, like, to me, it's obvious. And the low point wasn't even in a game. the The basketball season ended before it started yeah, in a the, scrimmage against Southern Illinois. Yeah, absolutely. That's actually I was going to bring that one up as well. Uh, yeah, Jonte Porter blowing out his knee pretty much ruined uh, all hope for yeah. for that season. I also think I this really was kind of a high point. I got 
tons of amusement out of it. But if you want one low point moment to encapsulate the basketball season, you could go with the late game loss and oh, Tillman salute finger? against Florida because I, I would not have made that for high point. I, was yeah, a big I fan agree. It was moment. actually great. But like, I was just trying to think of like, cause you know, the basketball season, like you said, I mean, from the time John T. Porter got hurt, it was more or less over. Um, yeah, it was a lost year. And, but I was trying to think of like, you know, there wasn't like really one low after that. I mean, they, they lost a lot of games. So I was thinking, you know, they, they blew a lot of late games and, and yeah. we had the, the Tillman sleep. That... There was only one time a player was yeah. caught on camera flipping the bird <laughs> to the opposing fan base. Yeah, uh, that was excellent. Yeah. So then, uh, then now we're into the spring and I mean, spring is a little bit less. Oh, the, the other low point, which we mentioned, like we got to stop having investigations, man. Yeah. Greg Rodenbaugh officially now is not the head coach, but does still work at the university. We still don't really know what happened. Probably won't ever actually know exactly what happened. Yeah. Uh, but, like, we hate stories like this because people hard. lose jobs and we can't really report on them because there's not any information out there. Right. It's just looking bad and nobody really understands why you look bad. Right. With Title IX investigations, you know, it, it, we can't even – say that nobody the investigation will even tell us it's happening right in, exactly. unless someone yeah someone confirms that for us so it's difficult like we're in, most likely uh you know there's going to be some sort of a non-disclosure agreement and and we're not going to know exactly what happened uh yeah i mean you know i won't delve too far into it obviously right. he was my coach but uh yeah it's it, it the, the hardest thing i think also like, is that it took so long i mean months yeah. and months of uncertainty and it's, any situation like that is always negative whatever mm -hmm. the outcome is it's always a a bad uh bad thing for everybody involved so spring sports i mean realistically uh, track is still going on yeah. i think they're at the ncaa championships this week but realistically spring is pretty much foot or softball and, and baseball yep um I, I think like i mean larissa anderson outperformed every expectation that anyone except like six posters on our message board had for her coming in. Yeah, absolutely. No, they had a phenomenal season. Uh, I don't know that you maybe pick. I don't know enough about it to pick one game as the high point. But I mean, but, I think uh, it's beaten UCLA. But right, the yeah, they were the only team that beat UCLA all tournament long. I believe, and almost so. all season. I think yeah. UCLA finished like fifty-seven and five. Right. So yeah, I mean that's an incredible accomplishment to put. You know, come within one game of making the super regional after they were picked to finish last in the SEC. Uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, that's my that's the high. Low, low. So I mean, this feels wrong almost making it the low because baseball had such a they had a really they they overachieved. You know, mm -hmm. uh, especially with the the turmoil coming into the season with with the NCAA stuff. But the way that ended with you know getting swept at home by Florida, losing in the first round of the SEC tournament playing in the SEC tournament so that it counts as a year of postseason play when they could have just kind of accepted this postseason ban and then missing the NCAA tournament. Like, that is just such a bitter ending. The, the low – like, if you've got to identify one point, it's the sweep against Florida. Yeah. I mean, that's what kept them out. That's what uh, – that was the the weekend of all you got to do is beat a bad team once. Yeah. And they couldn't do it. And it kind of brings up – I'd almost forgotten because – it, the story just continues to go on the back burner until something else comes out. Yeah. But at some point in this year, we did get the resolution <laughs> to the NCAA. I don't even remember when it was. Now uh, it was late January, I think. Yeah, I yeah. think. I think it, it was on like a Tuesday morning or something. Maybe even early January. Yeah, it was definitely January. It was. Was it after year. the Liberty Bowl? Yes, okay. it was absolutely after the Liberty Bowl. I'm I'm trying to think. I, I'm pretty sure it was during like, I think. 
uh, students were in school. So yeah, maybe even early February. I mean, that's the low point for the whole year, which actually oddly somehow might be being turned into a high point by yeah, Missouri. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if, you know, the postseason ban were to get reversed. I think the amount of kind of, you know, cohesiveness and mobilization that they saw as a result to then not end up losing $8 million or whatever it would be would, would probably almost be a, a net positive. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's definitely like we could put that in the category of just like storyline of the year, but it's kind of weird because it's unfinished. Right. And uh, yeah, to be determined, I think a lot of people would say the high point of the entire year was when the SEC said uh, Missouri could sell alcohol if they wanted <laughs> to. Um, but to kind of to kind of put a wrap on the the year end stuff, basically, we, we came up with just kind of a few categories. I'm trying to find them. I think I texted you about them. OK, so. Yeah, I don't have them here, so we're going to have to do them by memory. Right, we'll unless just have you to have pick some, No, let's just okay. pick some, some So, coach of the year. I, I think that one's pretty obvious. Like we got to go with Larissa Anderson. Probably. Yeah, I, I think clearly she overachieved more than any other coach. And, like, it's no disrespect to, to Wayne Krecklow or Brian Smith, whose programs yeah. both had really good years, but they just – they they were supposed to be pretty good. Right, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, yeah, Brian Smith, you know, could probably win that award every year. But just yeah. given the the challenges of coming into a new team and then having the NCAA stuff hit before the season started uh, and being picked last in the SEC, I think you got to go with uh, Loris Anderson. If female athlete of the year, I think again is pretty obvious. Like I under like look, Gabby Jacobs may win a national title this week, but it, it's almost a career achievement award for Sophie Cunningham. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Just, to the point that you almost feel bad for the other seniors. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sierra Porter was really good here, and Lauren Aldridge transferred in and, and did pretty well, but, like, you kind of forget about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, when, when I was at that senior day game, you know, they were worthy of celebration. But, like, yeah. it was all about Sophie. I mean, no one chanted their name, you know, at the right. end of the game. So, yeah, I think definitely Sophie Cunningham, her career winding up here, winding down is uh, gets her that one. Male Athlete of the Year. I've got one a little off the Go for it. path, but I would maybe say TJ Sikama. Yeah. Um, he was really good, was a what second team All-American, I, I think. So. think yeah. And a, a first and a half round draft pick in the major league draft. Yeah. Um, he was, I, I don't know if he was quite Aaron, Aaron Crow, Max Scherzer, Kyle Gibson level, but he was really good. Yeah, he was really good for sure. And I mean, the pitching, as we've said before, was not the problem for that the the team down the stretch. Uh, uh, you I mentioned the swimmer that won. Yeah, the that's final. I. So yeah, I have a few. I was gonna do a, throw out a, a couple names and then get to that's will be my pick is Mikhail Schroeder's. Uh, I you know you consider maybe like Kale Garrett had a really good year. Uh, I don't know if it's you know yeah. I mean it, good enough to you know. Right. I, I don't I, know I, everyone in the non-revenue I mean, sports. I thought he was briefly good. about Jordan Geist, uh, but like they no, just weren't yeah. any good. I mean. He had a good, he had a really good year for him, and I was happy that he was able to like prove people wrong and stuff. But I'm gonna go with Mikel Schroeders. He won the SEC uh, first male swimmer from Mizzou to do so. He's like he was like a six-time All-American. You know, you can get more than one. That's how like right. Krista Schweitzer had a billion at the end of her career. That's decent how these sports work. But yeah, uh, he had a really good season. He's gonna keep swimming. He'll swim for Aruba probably in the Olympics. So watch out for that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually kind of nice. I'm jealous. I, I I just want to train in Aruba for yeah. the Olympics. Uh, game of the year. Well, do you want to go uh, good or bad? <laughs> We'll do one of the bad is the Kentucky game, right? Yeah, yeah, clearly. yeah, yeah. Uh, game of the year. Mm, I mean, like 
bragging rights was cool uh it was like a really cool atmosphere and you know we i think we all kind of wrote afterwards like wow bragging rights kind of is back and, and it was fun to have to, you know see mizzou win one but like ultimately it didn't really mean right. anything uh like i don't know i mean i we've already touched on florida but that would probably be my my choice just because i'm not as familiar with you know the wrestling duels or something right like that. I, I might i might i liked your women's basketball against mississippi state yeah I mean, that's, you beat the number one team yeah. in the country on the road that's like, probably a better choice that's than, not than a thing that yeah. happens a lot right i don't think anyone else beat them at home all year no i had and hadn't in the sec in two or three years yeah so that's probably a better choice than florida yeah um what was kind of the it just give me a moment like maybe not in the game whether it's uh just to quote a funny story, just something oh, that, quote that maybe of, I definitely I got about. a quote of the year ready to go, and that okay. I was I've been saving since it was said, which was I've got big Kahuna's Jordan Geist. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that that's not bad, not bad. Um, I mean, you mentioned the Tillman Bird, which I'd yeah, forgotten that about, was incredible, which I love. Um, I, the one I love more, but I don't. I don't think it was this school year was the whole Jim Sterk on Staley thing. Yeah, no, that was last year. <sighs> yeah. We, you, Can I like you're, you're late in memoriam? That. Maybe. Give it to sure. That? I, mean, I mean, we have no rules here. Yeah. It just, I mean, I, I did like, you know, Sophie kind of glaring down the Tennessee bench yeah. and all that. That was fun. There was a lot of, there was, I feel like there, if I went through my football moments that amused me, everyone would just think I'm super weird because most of them would probably have to do with Journey Jones. But yeah, uh, uh, we got or some good. Kale Garrett we calling got some, you the most handsome <laughs> member of the media corps. That was weird. We we had some good Therese Hall quotes for sure. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. Why why we can't win every game yes. would be a good one. Also uh, asking why they couldn't play the bowl game in France. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Point. Also Therese Hall telling us at SEC Media Days that he didn't understand it was a big deal. He thought he was just going to come over to the Matsy and hang out with us. Yeah. And we'll, we'll he give, didn't know why he had to buy a suit we should give him the award for the years past the past year's best talker best best interview absolutely of the year no question um so yeah just ultimately like last nine months the biggest story like it's got to be the ncaa yeah absolutely right? no that's definitely the story of the year uh and like we said before and it's we'll a little probably weird probably be the story of next right year. yeah because it still needs to be resolved and that will have obviously a ton to do with uh that will impact greatly next year's football season so yeah which actually i kind of it just occurred to me there's a moment which I think deserves at least mention was the night they land Kelly Bryant. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I I mean, that, that if you're too. doing a top five to 10 stories a year, that's most definitely. Yeah. No, I think it. kind of you would almost lump in a story of just kind of like the, the like off season for Barry Odom until we get to the sanctions. He had a nice little run there where yeah. he signed a new contract extension and landed Kelly Bryant. Uh, that was, that was, two pretty big PR victories and monetary victories for him. And then uh, the sanctions. Yeah. But, well, yeah. and every year the off season tends to kind of go the same way. Like, especially if you lose your last game, like everybody's real mad and everything sucks. And then they like in the off season, you can't lose. So you just get <laughs> commitments. And every time it's like, Oh, I, Oh, I think we're going to be really something good. Special oh spilling. man, we something. got something going here <laughs> yeah. and it builds up and builds up. And then they're going to lose a game at some point next year and everything sucks again. And you yep. got to get rid of it all. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's kind of a uh, year in review. Um, you know, I don't know anything else. I think we mentioned everything I can remember that was a big deal. I'm yeah. sure somebody will point out something we didn't. Probably. I don't know. I'm Yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, just stuff I covered, but I feel like at least half of that was boring basketball games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, my personal highlight of the year was almost every basketball game, you at some point saying, I think this is the worst game I've ever <laughs> So, And usually, honestly, being right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, real quick before we move on and, and kind of finish up again, 
Uh, we do want to point out, go to Shakespeare's, call Shakespeare's, Google Shakespeare's, whatever. I, you can't do it online yet, so if you want to get the deal, you got to call her, you got to go in. But order eight pizzas, you got to pay with the same card. So, like, have your buddies pay you back, but get eight pizzas and pay for them. You're going to get a 5% discount above and beyond the discount they're already going to give you. Again, mention Power Mizzou or the podcast. Um, that should be easy enough for you guys to remember. Go in and do that. They got a special button on their cash register. They're going to give you the discount. They're going to think, wow, those Power Mizzou guys are really doing a good job for us. That's right. Mitch is going to get a free slice of Panda's Pepper, and That's everybody's going to be happy. That's all I've been trying <laughs> to get this whole time. So uh, we, we finish up every week with the kind of uh, how many can you name game, and we put some things out there. Like one of them that I thought was kind of cool was close Columbia drinking establishments, but yeah. I'm going to know far more right, of those you than you dominate. are. Right, you would yeah. Pretty much anywhere I went, Outside of Fieldhouse and Harpo's is closed. Yeah. And everywhere you went is probably still open. Not that either of us drank in college yeah. until we were 21. I think the only place I can even really think of is Bengals. Oh, yeah. I forgot that's, about Bengals. I never one. went there. Yeah. Uh, I was too old for that. Um, so I, I kind of came up with one on my own. Uh, I don't watch the NBA Finals, but I do know they are happening. <laughs> and the MVP is either going to be Steph Curry, who went to Davidson, or Kawhi Leonard, who went to San Diego State. So that kind of brought brought to mind, let's go back and forth with guys that we can remember that like non-high major players who became stars in the, to me, in the NCAA tournament, because that's when you become a star. You right. can't become a star uh, before that, especially if you're not at one of these major schools. So I thought, uh, you know, there's a few off the top of my head, a couple of which you're probably going to go, I don't know who that is. Sure, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, you know, star, it's like, I, as I'm thinking of these, like some of them, I don't know if they really qualify as star, but I'm going right, to go like with them maybe anyway. Maybe they didn't but go like, on to be NBA yeah, yeah, stars, yeah. but you knew who they were because of The first one that, that first came to mind for me, and like, I think anyone who really followed the sport knew who this guy was before, but he definitely was the darling for a week or so there in the tournament was Jimmer. Jimmer for Oh, yeah, Jimmer he, for that. That's Yeah, a good you know, from BYU. He, uh, once, once, I think their first round game, uh, I remember it was either his junior or senior year The BYU beat Florida. They were like a three seed. They were a high seed. And they beat Florida in a, or maybe a second round game in a, in a really a high scoring, like double overtime game or something like that. And he hit a couple just bomb threes as he tended to do. And uh, there was some Jimmer mania there for a little while. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, first pick, Jimmer. The, uh, I, I've got a couple that, are, that I'm really looking forward to pulling out that are old, but I'm going to start more recent. I mean, John Morant. Yeah. With this yep, year. Was, absolutely. He was, to me – he was the story of the tournament all the way until the final four, even yeah. though he wasn't even playing the second weekend. Yeah, he was unbelievable in the first round game. And, you know, people started to be like, oh, yeah, that's this guy they're, they're saying could be a high pick. You know, mm -hmm. I see why. Probably number two. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. I feel like I thought of some more and I have to remember them. Uh, well, I was one of them. While you're thinking, I'm going to pull out the. The one that will be the favorite on this podcast is Ali Farouk Manesh. Oh yes, absolutely. You know, I mean, known An for one shot. Hero. Like yes. he, he was, he was a really good player and all that. But like he, he was never a guy that was ever going to go on and play pro or anything. But yeah. for that weekend, man, he was a star. Yeah. Butler in their runs didn't have one really because they had a few good players. But I would say Gordon more than Hayward the others, Gordon Hayward. Bit. Yeah, I would say yeah. Gordon Hayward, especially with how well he's gone on to do mm -hmm. shelvin mack was really good too and he's yeah. also still in the league i think is he? uh so honorable mention him but yeah i'd go gordon hayward i like uh this one's kind of a family award ron hunter jr and senior <laughs> yes ron hunter hit, jr hits the oh, game winner incredible. for georgia state and his father with a broken foot falls off <laughs> falls his off stool, the stool on the sideline yes that was that was 
four years ago, maybe. Yeah, that, like that. three or four. Yeah, that was yeah. that was a great moment. Just a perfect NCAA tournament moment. Um, I mean, Ron Baker, sort of for Wichita State, he hit some huge shots in in their wasn't run. The best player, but he wasn't the best player on that team. Right. Uh, so I don't know if that really even counts. I just remember him having a clutch shot against someone. I forget who it was. That's but yeah, like that, I that team of... had several good ones. They had Fred Van Vliet and mm-hmm. Clay Anthony Early, a few other really good players. That's kind of like I thought of on that Marquette team of Travis Diener and Steve Novak, who right. kind of were the yeah. stars of the tournament, but Dwayne Wade was the star of the team. Yeah, absolutely. And, you yeah. Know, but they beat Missouri that year, and it wasn't because of Dwayne Wade. It was yeah. because of those other two guys. Um, uh, Big Wally Zerbiak. Became uh-huh. a star in the NCAA tournament for Miami of Ohio, made the Sweet 16. Yeah. I mean, he was like a first-team All-American, but he really that's he cemented it with playing in the tournament. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I I feel like I'm I, kind of out of ideas. Okay. I, I could if I I really if I thought about just teams that so like mid-major teams that went on a little bit of a run. I feel like, like maybe could, some of those early Gonzaga teams had somebody. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. then by the time Adam Morrison was there balling on the court, like <laughs> Gonzaga was no longer they an were underdog. Well known, yeah. I saved my very favorite one, and it's one of the very first ones I remember. I don't even know if you'll know who this guy is. You might. Harold the Show Arsenault from Weber State. No. They were a 15 seed, and they beat uh, they beat North Carolina in the first round. Yeah, and Harold Arsenault, like I loved that guy. He was absolutely a star for one weekend. I have no idea what he's doing now. I assume not playing professional basketball because it was like not. 20 years ago. Yeah, probably not. Well, he um, had his moment. Yeah, so I don't know. Are we? I always get disappointed. Aubrey Dawkins always, could have been one. Yeah, but I always wasn't just quite. like uh, we finished these. How many key nags seconds? I'm like, man, I know I could think of a lot I, more. Yeah, but I feel like we did pretty well on this one, yeah. right? Yeah, I think you know. so. And there aren't that many. I mean, you know, uh, Bryce Drew, I guess, could could fit into that category for yeah. the game winner against Ole Miss. Uh-huh. Uh, but everybody now knows who Bryce Drew is. He of the 0-18, 0-19, maybe SEC record, whatever yeah. it was. Uh, so, like, I think I think that was a representative showing. I don't think we embarrassed ourselves. I'm no. sure – some people will will now come out with some, some of them probably beat Missouri at some point. Right. Um, yeah. No, I know. was almost thinking like I, I, don't think Ky- I don't think I don't think Kyle O'Quinn was quite like he charismatic enough. Yeah. He didn't become a star, but like right. he had a good game. I, I think one game. <laughs> most non-Missouri people, though, if you would ask like the Norfolk team that beat Missouri, who was the best player? I don't think it, most people would even. Well, the know. thing is that Kyle O'Quinn also still in the league somehow. That's yeah. wild to me. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there you go. Um, that's, that's what we could come up with. Feel free to tweet us all the guys we forgot about. It's the best thing about the NCAA tournament every year is, is all these guys you don't know about. And then you get to go watch Kentucky and North Carolina play in the title game and it all kind of falls apart. Um, so wrapped up the whole year. We've got nothing else to do. Like we're just done till August, right? I guess we'll still probably have some podcasts between yeah. now and then. Yeah, uh, we'll fi- we'll figure out some things to talk about here over the summer. But, uh, again, no guests this week because we just kind of wanted to to put a wrap on everything. Talked to Conzo this morning. We're going to talk to Jim Sterk here in a week or two and, and get kind of a year-end wrap from him. And then a little over a month away from SEC Media Days, which seems ridiculous. That is wild. Yeah, it's coming up. Yeah. Got to enjoy our uh, our time off. Yeah, it's time to uh, play some golf and and sit by the pool. Uh, PSA, if you go grocery shopping, take it out (laughs) out of the back of your car. Chicken cooked in the garage is is not healthy and not safe, so don't do that. Uh, Just go to Shakespeare's, order your eight pizzas, mention Power Mizzou. They're going to give you a discount. You're going to eat well. You're going to be happy. We'll talk to you next week.